Letter One of Clarissa or the History of a Young Lady. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bob Gillam, Bettis Bledrus, Lampeter, Wales. Clarissa or the History of a Young Lady by Samuel Richardson. Letter One. Miss Anna Howe to Miss Clarissa Harlow, January the 10th. I am extremely concerned, my dearest friend, for the disturbance that have happened in your family. I know how it must hurt you to become the subject of the public talk, and yet upon occasion so generally known it is impossible, but that whatever relates to a young lady whose distinguished merits have made her the public care, should engage everybody's attention. I long to have the particulars from yourself, and of the usage I am told you receive upon an accident you could not help, and in which, as far as I can learn, the sufferer was the aggressor. Mr. Diggs, the surgeon for whom I sent to the first hearing of the recounter to inquire for your sake how your brother was, told me that there was no danger from the wound if there were none from the fever, which it seems has been increased by the perpetration of his spirits. Mr. Wyerley drank tea with us yesterday, and though he is far from being partial to Mr. Lovelace, as it may well be supposed, yet both he and Mr. Sims blame your family for the treatment they gave him when he went in person to inquire after your brother's health, and to express his concern for what had happened. They say that Mr. Lovelace could not avoid drawing his sword, and that either your brother's unskilfulness or passion left him from the very first pass entirely in his power. This, I am told, was what Mr. Lovelace said upon it, retreating as he spoke. Have a care, Mr. Harlow. Your violence puts you out of your defence. You give me too much advantage. For your sister's sake I will pass by everything if— but this, the more provoked his rashness to lay himself open to the advantage of his adversary, who, after a slight wound given him in the arm, took away his sword. There are people who love not your brother, because of his natural imperiousness and fierce and uncontrollable temper. These say that the young gentleman's passion was abated on seeing his blood gush plentifully down his arm, and that he received the generous offices of his adversary who helped him off with his coat and waistcoat, and bound up his arm till the surgeon could come, with such patience as was far from making a visit afterwards from that adversary to inquire to, after his health, either appear insulting or improper. Be this as it may, everybody pities you. So steady, so uniform in your conduct, so desirous, as you always said, of sliding through life to the end of it unnoticed, and, as I may add, not wishing to be observed even for your silent benevolence, sufficiently happy in the noble consciousness which attends it, rather useful than glaring your deserved motto, though now, to your regret, pushed into blaze, as I may say, yet blamed at home for the faults of others. How must such a virtue suffer on every hand, Yet it must be allowed that your present trial is but proportioned to your prudence. As all your friends without doors are apprehensive 
that some other unhappy event may result from so violent a contention, in which it seems the family of both sides are now engaged. I must desire you to enable me, on the authority of your information, to do you occasional justice. My mother, and all of us, like the rest of the world, talk of nobody but you on this occasion, and of the consequences which may follow from the resentments of a man of Mr. Lovelace's spirit, who, as he gives out, has been treated with high indignity by your uncles. My mother will have it, that you cannot now with either any decency either see him or correspond with him. He is a great deal prepossessed by your uncle Antony, who occasionally calls upon us, as you know, and on this recounter has represented to her the crime which it would be in a sister to encourage a man who is to wade into her favour, this was his expression, through the blood of a brother. Write to me, therefore, my dear, the whole of your story from the time that Mr. Lovelace was first introduced into your family, and particularly the account of all that passed between him and your sister, about which there are different reports. Some people, scrupling not to insinuate that the younger sister has stolen a lover from the elder, and pray write in so full a manner as may satisfy those who know not so much of your affairs as I do. If anything unhappy should fall out from the violence of such spirits as you have to deal with, your account of all things previous to it will be your best justification. You see what you call upon yourself by excelling all your sex. Every individual of it who knows you or has heard of you seems to think you answerable to her for your conduct in points so very delicate and concerning. Every eye, in short, is upon you with the expectation of an example. I wish to heaven you were at liberty to pursue your own methods. All would then, I dare say, be easy and honourably ended. But I dread your directors and directresses, for your mother, admirably well qualified as she is to lead, must submit to be led. Your sister and brother will certainly put you out of your course. But this is a point you will not permit me to expiate upon. Pardon me, therefore, and I have done. Yet why should I say, pardon me, when your concerns are my concerns, when your honour is my honour, when I love you as never woman loved another, and when you have allowed of that concern, and of that love, and have for years, which in person so young may be called many, ranked in the first class of your friends. Yours ever and affectionate, Anna Howe. Will you oblige me with a copy of the preamble to the clauses in your grandfather's will in your favour, and allow me to send it to your aunt Harmon? She is very desirous to see it, yet your character has so charmed her that though a stranger to you personally, she assents to the preference given to you in that will, before she knows the testator's reason for giving you that preference. End of letter one.